Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and as usual, I am honored to be here with all of you on this episode number 171 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we are at the end of one year and the beginning of another. What does that mean? Why don't you go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blaine Encourages You is coming to you with lessons that I've learned in 2018. That's what's coming up. Next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. All right, everybody. So as evidence in our introduction, today's podcast is around the lessons that God has taught me down through the year. And with that, what you're going to hear is a podcast on the go that contains just two out of the three lessons that I originally had for you. So you'll get the two today. And then the next time that we're together, Lord will I will purpose to finish up that third lesson, and I also may throw a bonus one in there as well. We'll see what the Lord says. So with the podcast on the go, you're going to hear a different version of the audio quality. Do not let that deter you from getting the goodness that God has a plan for all of you. So here it is without any further ado, two out of the three lessons that the Lord taught me for 2018. Take a listen. Hey there, BCU family. Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com here with another podcast on the go. So depending on when you've accessed this recording, we are less than 24 hours away from a new year starting. We are at the end of 2018, going into 2019, and BCU family, I do not count that a small miracle. That is huge. Uh, The book of Lamentations chapter 3 reminds us that it's of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, and I praise God for that. Um, I thank God for everything that has taken place uh, thus far in 2018. 
Now, whether I enjoyed the experience or would have chosen it for myself is one thing, but I want to just give God praise because Romans chapter 8 verse 28 reminds us that all things work together for them who love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. So individually, as things transpire, they may not be good, but they all work together for the good. So truly, I do give God praise. I do. And with that, I wanted to share three things that stood out to me for this year's lessons. Now, there are plenty more, trust me, than three. But um, I want to share these three with you all in the hopes to encourage your hearts and also to serve as lessons that we can apply. When I say we, I include myself as well as to what we want to take into the next year and beyond as the Lord blesses us to live. So let's get into our first lesson and it is called burning bridges. Mm -hmm. Now, BCU family, I did some very quick and unofficial research on the phrase, uh, don't burn your bridges. And it obviously, um, and very surprisingly, I guess I never really thought about the origin. It's It's a military term. And what, what surprised me about it was, is that Let's just say, for an example, you have uh, Group A and Group B that were going into this heavy war, okay? So Group B is, is who Group A is fighting. And what a commander could do would tell his troops, Group A, to burn the bridges that they came across because it, it served one of two purposes. Number one, it showed you that Group B, the enemy, if you will, that you were serious, that Group A was serious about making sure that they were going to win. <laughs> so it was a bit of a scare tactic. So they, they came to take no prisoners, if you will. And also, if any of the Group A folks uh, decided that they wanted to turn back, they couldn't go back because there was no way to do that. So it really did inspire Group A to fight harder against Group B. Now, while I can certainly appreciate the zeal and the military strategy uh, in what it was that I read, what I'm thinking is that when everything is all over, how, how do you get home? <laughs> you know, what do you do to get home? And um, I, I didn't go that far, far into my research, but I'm thinking that there had to be some rebuilding that needed to happen in order for the troops that won to be able to get off of the island or wherever they were to head back home to their families and loved ones and things like that for their families to get to them, all of that sort of thing. So um, I got a little chuckle in thinking about that BCU family. And to be honest, if we think about it, we burn bridges, not necessarily in a literal fashion like, like was just described, but we do have a tendency to burn bridges and to burn them quickly without a lot of forethought as to why we're doing it. We do those things um, in a heat, in a moment of passion and 
anger or frustration or stress, concern, those kinds of things. And once we burn the bridge, okay, so you've, you've won the battle. Now, what happens in terms of, of getting back to getting back home or, or rebuilding the relationship? Now, I do realize that there are certain situations where we may want to, quote unquote, burn a bridge and not have to cross back over it again. Um, the What comes to mind at the moment is, let's just say for an example, that someone is in an abusive relationship and the Lord has blessed that individual to get out of that relationship. They may want to cease contact with their abuser because of the fact of, you know, getting sucked back into that relationship, the abuse starting again, uh, the manipulation, those kinds of things. So you may want to seize contact. And that's one thing, BCU family. That's one example I can think of. I, I'm really not referring to the extremes more so as much as the day-to-day kind of things. And, and let me just um, explain what I mean. What happens is, is that, you know, in situations where we are angry, upset, uh, we are frustrated, stressed, those kinds of things, we have a tendency to, we'll, we'll burn up communication with the person that has made us angry. And we will make it very known that that's what we're doing. Whether it is right in that person's face, which doesn't always happen, it, it, it can be more subliminal than that and a little bit more covert and undercover. Ask me how I know. <laughs> Ask me how I know, BCU family, where um, a situation occurred where uh, a bridge was burned, so to speak, and... Um, me being on the receiving end of, of being on this island, I had no clue uh, what happened. No clue whatsoever. I know that might sound a little far-fetched, but what happened was is that the bridge burning came as a result of a misunderstanding that did not even, uh, that I was completely and totally unaware of. And these are the things that God is not pleased with. And and I don't say this to to make a, a, a big deal out of the situation, which has been in resolution. It's all resolved and all is well. But it's it's really behooves us as the people of God to really pray about what it is that we're doing before we do it. It's, it's as simple and sometimes as complex as that BCU family. Many times when we decide that we're going to cut someone off, um, we haven't investigated uh, their side of the story. Uh, we haven't thought to ask the person, you know, what happened or can I, let me think about it from their angle, their viewpoint. And we make a lot of assumptions. We spend a lot of time in our imagination. Um, So-and-so knows what they're doing. They've done this before. They should have seen the look on my face. They should have um, remembered from um, 2005 that 
purple was not my favorite color. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm being facetious, but you all know what I'm saying. We make a lot of presumptions and spend so much time in our imaginations. And we, we are far from consulting God about what we're doing. We're talking at the Lord about it. We're not talking to him about it. And we are certainly not listening. We're not listening because in a, many cases, um, many cases, if we had just talked to the Lord and followed his explicit directions, we would have found out that so-and-so forgot about such and such not being your favorite color or that the look on their face uh, had nothing to do with you. They were just off in deep thought about something else. Or that um, what was talked about, um, that person was totally oblivious to the situation and, and had no clue as to the conversation that took place between these other people who are, are gossiping or doing whatever they're doing and spreading false information. And, and just by simply having a conversation to find out, things could be straightened out rather than burning the bridge to find out later that you were wrong. And now pride comes in and it's hard for you to come back and say something. It's hard for you to face the individual. Now the enemy may have you thinking about of, of eight or 10 or 12 more things. Well, it, it, it doesn't matter anyway. Okay, so I was wrong on that, but, you know, so pride will get in and and have you to be standoffish still or to justify why you're angry when really there is no need for anger or, or bridge burning whatsoever. So that's one part of it. And the other thing, BCU family, is that while it's not impossible to rebuild a bridge, it's a challenge. And you have to start from scratch. Anytime something is burned, um, what you have to do is just clear the ashes away and start all over. So if you have uh, burned a bridge, and I believe we all have, myself included, um, if you have burned a bridge, you want to you know, go to that person and apologize to them and let them know that you were wrong and give the individual time. They can forgive you. And they will forgive you with the help of the Lord. Um, and they they are within their right to not necessarily restore the relationship back to where it was originally, if that makes sense, BCU family. Um, what happens is, is that, you know, we want instant forgiveness and we should we should give that. Now, don't get me wrong. We should give instant forgiveness. It's the trust and that's the bridge that needs to be rebuilt. And sometimes that takes time. So we don't want to just not continue building the bridge because the person isn't calling you four times a day like they used to or isn't texting you or isn't as, as involved social media wise or whatever it is. Give that person time because they want to be sure that you are 
truly who you say you are. And again, since you, you, you burn the bridge, you know, your integrity is in question and that's okay. It happens to all of us. Um, it's just going to take some time and it's a lesson to be applied uh, for the next time that something does come up to do things the way that God would have you to do them rather than to work in your flesh. So what I'll say uh, scripture wise comes from first Corinthians chapter 14, verse number 20. Brethren, and this this applies to the sisters too, of course, be not children in understanding, how be it in malice, be ye children, but in understanding, be men. And again, that's 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 20. And very simply said is, is what Paul is saying here is that, you know, when children get angry at one another for the most part they will not speak to one another or stop playing with each other for a short period of time and then they go on back to being friends again and that's the way that we ought to be in our relationships uh, like children and this way bridges will never be burned Um, they may you may go back across your bridge <laughs> and see for a little while, but after you talk to the Lord about it and realize that this person didn't intend to do you any harm, and if they did, you should forgive them, then you're going to go back and, and reconcile with that person. That's what mature people in Christ choose to do. Okay, next up, accepting the apology that you did not receive. Now, this one, BCU family, is something that the Lord has really hammered home in my heart for, uh, I, I don't want to, I want to say BCU family at least the last six months or so. I'm not sure. I don't want to give you a time frame, but the Lord has really spoken this to my heart. I talked about it a little bit on Periscope, if I'm not mistaken, and I may have mentioned it in one or two of the podcasts, but something that the mature Christian needs to do, and, and that includes myself, is that we have to learn how to accept the apology that we don't always receive. The thing is, and this sort of goes hand hand this sort of goes hand in hand with what we just talked about earlier about burning bridges, is that forgiveness is a huge part of the Christian walk. Uh, whether or not we like it, whether or not we accept it, it is a huge part of walking with Christ, where we have to forgive uh, very quickly and very easily. L- let me rephrase that. You don't have to, (laughs) but there's consequences if you do not. Let's put it that way. And, of course, the scripture comes to mind in in the book of Matthew where Peter says, well, listen, you know, Lord, shall I forgive my brother seven times? And Jesus said, no, 70 times seven, um, because offenses are going to come. And the scriptures do not specify that offenses will come only from certain people certain places, certain situations, certain things. We are subject to be offended by anyone. And that includes your spouse. It includes your children. It includes your significant other, your boss, your coworkers, your friends, your relatives, your loved ones, your best friend. Offenses, the scriptures say, 
will come. As a matter of fact, Jesus said they must needs come. So uh, the Lord allows offenses sometimes, I think, to help us to understand how often we do need to forgive. And what God does is that um, he forgives us so freely and so regularly, and we have a tendency to forget that. What, what do you think about that, BCU family? We really have a tendency to forget it. Now, when we do something wrong, and, and let, me, let, me just, let me just put this on me for a moment. When I do something, I want to be sure that I ask uh, forgiveness from the Lord straight away, and I want to know that he has forgiven me because I can't afford to not be forgiven. I, I just can't because of the mere fact that I know that I am a mere mortal here <laughs> and in my mortality, in my not feeling like it, in my non-thinking, in my direct disobedience, um, I have offended God. And the scriptures remind us that if we don't forgive, then the Lord can't forgive us. And very specifically, I keep saying the scriptures, I just want to point you all to Matthew chapter 18. Uh, you really want to read this in its entirety uh, when you have got some quiet time with the Lord to bear up, bear witness as to what I'm saying here tonight is that we have to learn how to freely forgive people. Now, the scriptures don't say that the person that has offended you will always come to you and ask you for forgiveness. It doesn't say that. Now, I'm not saying that people shouldn't ask for forgiveness. I'm not saying that. But our forgiveness should not be conditional based only on if the person comes to you and says, I need you to forgive me. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11 reminds us that the discretion of a man defers his anger and it is his glory to pass over a transgression. So some things, BCU family, according to what God tells you, we need to overlook. Amen? Amen. And that, BCU family, is where we stop and ponder. How many offenses can we overlook and not take them into our hearts and act on them? That's what God is calling for us to do in a lot of cases. So I am curious to hear from you on uh, what we've talked about so far. So if you're not already on the blendcouragesyou.com site, please head there, head on down to the comment section, and let's continue our conversation. Well, BCU family, it is time for me to wrap up. Lord will, when we are together again, we will conclude what the Lord taught me in 2018. Thank you all so much for listening. And until the next time we are together, may our awesome God bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you and give you peace as you stay on the wall. <laughs>